With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. everybody it is wednesday that's right i checked folks wednesday november 13th 2019 and we are back for another live episode of full press coverage radio live on full press radio and sportscaster i am ian glendon joined as always by my man mr mike debate mike how are you hello La, 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 la. Starting to get feel myself again a little bit, you know. Definitely getting back into the swing of things, folks. It's been uh, been a few a uh, few days of uh, illness and sickness, and you don't like that. But, but uh, back at it, and definitely glad to be back on a Wednesday morning. And for once, I actually know what day it is. That's that's pretty good. That's impressive. So. Yes, yes. No, I, I do too. I'm 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 starting to learn. I'm, I'm getting the the dates in order a little bit better than I used to. Um, and and I'm changing it on the screen. I noticed. A couple episodes ago, I, I was bragging about how I got the date right, and I realized I forgot to change the actual date on this stream. So it said Tuesday, November 7th, when I think it was Wednesday, November 7th, or whatever it was, because clearly that doesn't add up, because today is the 13th. So um, <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. It's it, it's a work in progress. Uh, you know, we, we're we finally, hopefully, again, knock on wood, going to have you on camera tomorrow. So we're, we're, we've, we've been working with the FCC. We've been working with every sort of... Uh, uh, christian youth group or mother's group trying to censor us make sure mike is perfectly normal to be on camera and we, we don't want to offend anyone so it, it's that's it, right it's been quite a work in progress we're actually uh we're actually thinking about going with the barnabas uh, costume because it, it seems like that would be uh th- that would be the best thing so mike's got to get start getting up pretty early for hair and makeup every morning 
Absolutely, definitely. The Habanabis costume's no joke. You got the cape coat, you know, it's pretty pretty warm costume, but uh, right now in the Northeast, it'll actually work pretty well. Uh, there's a 19 degree temperature this morning here in New England with a feel-like temperature of 10. So winter, yeah, win winter's not too far away, folks. It's here, and it's here with a vengeance. Let's just say the difference between weather is like the difference between the Patriots and the Bengals record for myself and Mike, because it is about 75 and cool and breezy down here in sunny Florida. Florida. It is it is fantastic. I love this time of the year. I really do. I really do. That's great. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, you. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. I didn't say. I didn't say just anything. I, I I mumbled it. Doesn't mean I'm not thinking it. I but think. I mumbled it. Yeah. See, there you go. You I, got I do that have going, that going for, you. for me. Um, yep. Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, <laughs> no things things are looking looking quite well down here in Florida, and you know not only the weather but the Dolphins as well. You know they're 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 riding a hot two game winning streak. So. Good for them. Good for them. Things things are good down here. Things are cold up north. Um, things are a little fishy out west, though. You know, as we uh, <laughs> we talked about this right before we came on air, and and we we were saying, oh, we're gonna have to dust off the old uh, Spygate talking points because it's already been, uh, or at least uh, the only people that are actually talking about this story have uh, briefly brought up the the loose very loose comparison to the Patriots uh, Spygate incident when it comes to what the Houston Astros are dealing with right now we're we're going to start there because you know we do have a good show uh, ahead of us we're going to do our NFL power rankings we're going to talk about some Colin Kaepernick news and uh, some other NFL tidbits as well as well as before we get into this I do want to mention a big upset last night in college basketball. And there, there's a there's a connection to the New England area, a, a couple connections actually. But Evansville upset Kentucky, number one Kentucky, coached by obviously the the beloved John Calipari, <laughs> and he was upset by Mr. Walter McCarty and the Evansville team. So I, you know, I just want to I just want to throw that out there. We love Walter out here. I know Tommy Heinsohn loves Walter McCarty. Oh yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm putting the uh, accent on because I don't really have one, but um, yeah, that was just that was great. And it was good to see him on camera, and uh, he still got the uh, the salt and pepper beard and 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 big intimidating face. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah. McCarty was definitely a fan favorite up here. And for those of you that don't know, Tommy Heinsohn is the Celtics color man, uh, yes. you know, legendary Celtic player, coach, Hall of Famer, uh, one of the 50 greatest uh, that was named in uh, in the NBA when they did that list and well deservedly so. But Tommy has become a cult hero here in new england because of the way he calls games uh very emotional uh doesn't really mince words too much he'll tell you like it is and walter mccarty was his type of player hard-nosed gritty uh just did his job and did it well and was always the type of guy that would go above and beyond to get the job done now was he the most talented player on the celtics Definitely not. I mean, that would, you know, go to other guys on the team. And even when he played for the University of Kentucky, he wasn't the most talented guy on that team, but he was one of the hardest workers. And that led to Tommy Heinsohn yelling, I love Walter every three minutes on the other, uh, uh, the, the broadcast. So yeah, there's definitely a New England connection. And I was very happy and very proud to see, uh, Walter McCarty get that job done last night. Um, yeah, when, when you can take a little shot at John Calipari, it's not a bad day. So uh, maybe I'm tipping my hand on college basketball, but, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, my, my, I had a grin from ear to ear. I was going to say, I, I don't know how Providence College is doing, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm pretty, pretty sure there's a reason why they're, they're not brought up too often. Although although I know you do want to throw a bone to a, a former Rhode Islander who uh, actually uh, just made some news uh, yesterday in the MLB. So I'll, I'll let you do that. Yes, uh, thank you, my friend, and I do appreciate. I Mr. do greatly appreciate that. Absolutely, as those of you uh, know, they're starting to hand out MLB postseason awards. And yesterday, they handed out the award for AL Manager of the Year. And the man that won it is actually uh, was two years behind me in uh, in, in uh, high school, uh, which goes to show you how old <laughs> I am. And uh, he is the uh, the manager of the year, and he is Rocco Baldelli, uh, Rhode Island's own Rocco Baldelli, hailing from One Socket, Rhode Island, former Bishop Hendrickson High School Hawk, which is where I went to high school. And I can tell you from personal experience, I do know Rocco personally. He is one of the most genuine and hardworking people you'll ever meet. Um, he really does bring a lot of knowledge uh, and, and a lot of uh, determination and a lot of passion to the game of baseball. Unfortunately, his 
playing career was cut short due to a, a medical condition that did not allow him to play any longer. And Rocco, it's a shame because Rocco was a tremendous talent, one of the fastest players I've ever seen, one of the hardest working players I've ever seen. He was a five-tool player, folks, and really, I believe, could have been an all-star in this league for a number of years. But you know, things have a funny way of working out. And, you know, it, unfortunately, it wasn't meant to be for Rocco to continue his baseball career as long as he should have had it. But the fact that he is in Major League Baseball doing what he's doing, did a tremendous job with the Twins this year in his first year, a team that people did not have high expectations for, went to the playoffs, uh, could not be happier for Rocco, absolutely could not be happier for him. I did send him a congratulatory message last night, and it was a, definitely a great thing to see him win this award. So well-deserved, making Rhode Island proud and making all of us Hendrick and Hawks proud as well. Uh, congratulations, Rocco. You earned this, you deserved it, and enjoy it, and wishing the best of luck next year because the type of guy that Rocco is is very Belichickian. He's not going to rest on this laurel and you know wave that banner all season long. He's going to enjoy it for a day, and then he's going to be back at it tomorrow, ready to improve and do what he needs to do to get the Minnesota Twins back to the playoffs. So that's the type of guy he is, and that's why he's manager of the year. Well, you know what this tells me? It tells me the, the pressure is squarely on your shoulders now to uh, deliver as the next big Mister uh, uh, next big Rhode Island hit. So uh, you're up, Mike. <laughs> can, can you top uh, well, AL Manager of the Year? I don't know. Can we? Can you? I, I don't know <laughs> if I can top that. I don't know if I can get AL Manager of the Year. That uh, That's going to be a little bit difficult considering my baseball knowledge is probably not as great as Rocco's, I would say. Yeah, you probably don't want me in charge of a Major League Baseball team, but uh, no, in all uh, in all actuality and in all uh, all kidding aside, uh, it feels like for anyone that went to Hendrickin and anyone that had the opportunity to go to Hendrickin at the same time as Rocco, uh, this is a big moment for us, and we kind of feel like it's it's our award, uh, you know, shared along with it, uh, and we're we're really uh, really really happy for him. So yeah, just again, I just couldn't be happier for the guy. I know it sounds like I'm gushing a little bit, but uh, he's a good guy. He deserves it. No, yeah, I, tr trust me. I, I'd be, I'd be just as happy. And of course, I, I'm ribbing you. I know, I know you're gonna top my AL Manager of the Year. I trust me. I believe in you. I believe in you. Um, uh. is he, yeah. <laughs> Wait, did I press? The Thank button? you, my friend. I don't even know. No, no it's okay. You don't <laughs> yeah, to, there we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see. See, it's a, we, we really need to do a segment of that. Was that live or was it I, uh, was it Ian's drop? But honestly, uh, but I, I appreciate the kind words, buddy. <laughs> no, of course, of course. And, uh, you know, hey, look, it's kind of like a baseball Wednesday here on uh, on Full Press Radio, which, we, you know, obviously we don't uh, we spend a uh, bulk of our time on football. And that's, you know, right now, this time of the year, that's kind of what it is. And we, you know, it's, it's hard to cover everything uh, that happens throughout the uh, week in the NFL. So we try to uh, fit it in as best as possible. But unfortunately, that means we sacrifice talking about other things. Well, since some other networks and uh, big agencies aren't talking about it, I suppose we will, and that is uh, apparently, <laughs> and, 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 and this is funny because I, I started to bring this up before we, we started talking about Rocco and all that, but, you know, apparently the Astros were, uh, according to former pitcher Mike Fears, stealing signals, um, <laughs> the, the dreaded phrase, stealing signals, uh, throughout their 2017 run. Now, the manner in which they were doing it, and this is basically the uh, uh, the, the dumbed down version of it, the, uh, the Astros, quote unquote, for lack of a better term, spygate for dummies. Uh, camera set up in the outfield. They were uh, obviously videotaping uh, the, the catcher and pitcher trying to pick up signals and signs or whatever. And then it was being played at home through a television, apparently right outside the dugout and they created a, a banging system of, of various sorts to relay those messages to the pitchers and hitters and all that stuff. So uh, very, from what we've seen so far, pretty intricate uh, system. Now the kicker is uh, obviously stealing signals is, is really not uh, uh, stealing signals and signs. I keep saying signals. I, I, I mean signs. <laughs> Let's, I don't want to talk about Spygate. Patriots Spygate any more than the next person, but unfortunately, it's it's kind of seeped into this whole discussion uh, through through the people that have actually started talking about it already. But um, you know, the difference here is the Major League Baseball in in recent years, and and by recent I mean just last season, uh, emphasized how how much uh, how different it is to attempt to steal signs through technology, and they have uh, said 
you know, based on punishments to teams like the Red Sox and other teams, uh, you know, the long, the list goes on and on of, of teams, you know, being accused of stealing signs in baseball. It's just, it's just part of the game. But Major League Baseball emphasized that from this point on, if you use technology and if you circumvent the, the general, just the, the spirit of stealing signs in, in the sense that use your eyes, use your hands, that type of thing, uh, they're going to come down pretty hard. So, Mike, I got to I got to ask you. Uh, what what's your reaction to this? I, I personally don't think it's like that outrageous. I mean, it, it's, it's stealing signs. I think people are just, you know, I think the biggest thing is, is and, and the biggest difference, obviously, between uh, the Patriots and uh, what we know about the Astros situation is the Astros were using it within the game and within real time to de- decipher uh, codes and signals, which I think is the big kicker and where I would say, okay, maybe that's this is a little bit, more over the line in terms of uh, breaking the quote-unquote rules, especially since spygate in the NFL wasn't actually wasn't an actual punishment for signals. It was a punishment for camera placement. There's a huge difference there. So very, very good point. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so anyone out there? Again, let's 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 be very clear here. The New England Patriots spygate. And the only reason I call it spygate is because just that's what everyone knows it as. But I mean, that couldn't be more inaccurate of a name was a punishment that the Patriots received for, for filming signals, but not because of filming signals, but because they were filming them in the wrong location. They were not uh, in a, in a a area deemed appropriate by the NFL. And that's what they got punished for. The Astros were filming signals and using it within the games that they were, were participating. So to give myself a break, Mike, what are your thoughts about all this? Well, I think people have to remember that stealing signs has been something that's been a part of Major League Baseball for years. Mm-hmm. And it's not something people want to talk about, maybe not an idea that they want to keep you know, catering to, but this has happened for a number of years. Players, coaches, managerial staffs have designed elaborate ways to steal signals. You hear a lot of the greats talk about it. I remember... Steve Carlton gave an interview one time about how he knew that people were picking up his pitches. So he would switch up his signal all the time. And, and, you know, he made it so to the point where he would say it's a part of the game. It's gamesmanship. You just figure out a way around it. This was an elaborate way of mm-hmm. doing it. And yeah, it, in, in my opinion, it does cross the line a little bit because I think you hit. Michael. Mike, did we lose you? You still there, buddy? Happened in spite oh. <laughs> oh. we, we, we we lost you for about fifteen seconds. So you you could have oh, okay. you could have <laughs> just made your manager of the year clinching argument and no one heard it. So <laughs> Ah so, see that's that's so, it. So, so back up just a minute and I I really wish I had a backup <laughs> backup uh <laughs> soundbite here but back up just like 15 seconds because i i feel like you were just about to jump into a really good point i just want everyone to uh hear it no thank you thank you and i appreciate that no my point essentially was that this has been going on for a number of years it is something that i believe this was done a little bit more elaborate which is why i believe it's more worthy of the time to maybe maybe decipher whether or not this crossed the line But at the same time, I think there is a big distinction to be made. And I'm I'm glad that you made the point about the Patriots and how that factors into this, which I still don't understand why people would, you know, why people make the correlation, knowing the information that's out there. But again, people don't want to read the facts. They just want to keep spewing. You know, I, I, I was listening to Philadelphia talk radio yesterday. And of course, the Patriots are playing the Eagles. And all they're talking about is Spygate. They cheated. They cheated. They cheated. There's one guy that's, and I'm not going to mention names, but there's this one guy that hosts a radio show in Philly. And it was basically, it was like listening to a parrot. He was just, they cheated. They cheated. I mean, well, you know, hold, read the hold, facts. Hold on. Read the facts. Is it a former Eagle whose last name uh, rhymes with bitchy? <laughs> uh it might be so uh in, in any case i know I, I didn't i didn't name names i'm not op sings here i'm not blacklisting anybody okay, no, but no, 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 you know what that's but you know it's, it, it's it's possible i'm just saying it's possible <laughs> but in any case in any case getting back to to my point on the uh, on the astros the patriots were penalized for improper camera mm-hmm. placement and that's where it was it's stealing signs at the time was not or or stealing signals is not and it's still done folks let me tell you something just because there's a situation in every team 
Yeah, exactly. And every team was doing it. It's like counting cards at a casino. It's frowned upon, but technically it's not illegal. So when you look at what the Astros have done here, yes, Major League Baseball is going to do their due diligence. They're going to determine whether or not it was. I know Danny Farquhar came out yesterday and made some comments about how he believed his pitches were being uh, you know, tipped when they played the White Sox and the banging system and things that made him angry. I get it. When you're trying to compete, you want a level playing field. And I'm definitely not arguing that point. But I think you need to determine exactly what it was. Now, if they determine that they went to the elaborate lengths that Fires uh, you know, uh, report says that they set up camera angles and they had signals and they had hand things and this of that nature right during the game, that changes things a little bit, but if they're doing this and they're doing this for reconnaissance, I got news for you. It's happening in major league baseball. Your team is doing it. If you're a fan of any major league baseball team, your team is doing it just like all teams in the NFL are trying to decipher what happens. Why do you think guys, when they show them on TV, they cover their face? Why do you think that, you know, catchers and catchers, when they have conferences at the mound, they cover their face with their glove. It's all about trying to seal what you're going to do and teams are going to find a way to do it so you know I, I i'm cautious to say this is much ado about nothing because i guess if you know my team were on the receiving end of it and it cost us a, a game it probably would be something i'd maybe be a little bit more um passionate about but right now i'm taking a wait and see approach because i don't see anything so beyond what's already been going on in baseball for a number of years yeah and and, and that's that's really it it and but you know what happens when things like this come out? Like you said, you you mentioned everyone and and their and their families come out of the woodwork saying, "Oh, well, we're suspicious." It's like, you know, Trevor Bauer posted a video of him getting, uh, you know, giving up a home run against the Astros with the, you, you know, the emoji of the guy, you know, holding his chin, like thinking, like, hmm, well. No, I mean, look, regardless if they were stealing signals, you threw a meatball down the center of the plate, and that's why it got hit out. So, right. you know, we're going to get uh, – this is just the reaction that you're going to get. So, well, maybe not to – again, not to the level of the Patriots because I don't see this story leading NBC morning news and all that stuff like the Patriots story does. And like I said, I feel like there's been more uh, a mention of Patriots Spygate because of this than the actual yeah, and, situation. Yeah, and it won't. Yeah, exactly. And, and it won't because it's not the Patriots. I mean, you know, the, nobody's going to dig up Arlen Specter and have him launch no. a congressional you know, investigation. Jesus. And, you know, I mean, there's yeah, there's 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 just a lot that that goes into it, you know, and then the, the, the team, the team has a lot to do with it. You know, yeah. unfortunately, it does. You know, I mean, it's this is probably, you know, this is probably more egregious than what the Patriots did. But yet it will oh, be played yeah. as being a fraction of, mm -hmm. of what the Patriots did. Well, you know, and, and it's and, because of the success. Yeah, and, and look, I, I, I agree. I think, you know, in terms of intricate and, and deliberate and, and huge, yes, this is, this is quote-unquote worse. But I'm kind of with you. I just, I, I got to see how this plays out because, you know, should they be punished? Yeah, I mean, kind of in the same sense that the Patriots should have been punished because they were arrogant about it. They just disregarded and, and whether you, you know, believe that he misinterpreted the rules or not, I mean, there, there is, I guess you know, some legitimate, you know, cause to believe that. But um, bottom line oh, yeah. is they were, you know, they were they were arrogant and they got caught and they got fined and rightfully so. And you, you move on. But, you know, at least Patriots moved on. No one else has. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's I, I true. Mean, it's, and it, it is. I mean, I mean, we, yeah. we could go a lifetime without ever talking about Spygate again. But instead, I'm, I'm putting on the armor and getting ready to stand on that hill again because I feel like it's going to oh, be yeah. thrown in our faces. But. Um, yeah, it will. The longer yeah. the story lingers, it will. And I'm glad you made that point. No one, neither Ian nor myself, would ever say the Patriots didn't deserve to be fined, didn't deserve mm -hmm. to be admonished for what they did. They did. It was arrogance. I mean, most likely it was. I mean, I know Bill Belichick's explanation was they misinterpreted the rule. Probably not. They probably put the camera there after they were warned not to. It's the misinformation and just the vitriol that has been spewed all over the place on this where people don't really understand what spygate was and yet they feel entitled to have an expert opinion on it when they don't know even the slightest shred of fact regarding it 
No, and 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 again, that's that's what where we're at. We've already seen it. I mean, I, I like I said, I saw it on Twitter last night. We'll see it for the rest of the time and forever. So, um, if you're uh, obviously there, there's two ways to be listening to the show right now. You are either listening on Full Press Radio, so you can't see our uh, our lovely graphics and our my my hideous, uh, <laughs> very pale, tired looking face. Um, but if you are in the sportscaster room, uh, let us know what you think. You know. We got the chat room there. Give us your opinion. What do you think uh, should happen with the with the Astros? Should they be fined, uh, strip the draft picks, uh, and and do you think it's a big deal? I'd like to like to hear from some of you folks out there. So um, let us know, or, or or you can always tweet us too. It's at FPC Radio Live. We'll try to interact with you. We're getting better at that. We will very soon be introducing a call in number. So a little bit of a uh, exclusive breaking news here for the FBC Radio Live show. So you'll be able to call in the show soon and, and kind of rip us a new one whenever you disagree. And we'll we'll have some fun with it. So And if you have any complaints, I'll give you Mike's personal number. I have it right here. Uh, it is 409. That's right. Just, yeah. just, yep, that's right. And he, and, he, and he will stream it on the bottom of the screen on Sportscaster, ladies and gentlemen. You see the little ticker on the bottom. Yeah. That will stream. Yes, yeah, absolutely. No, it will. It will. It'll be, I'll give a home address, social security number, all that information. So uh, you can learn just uh, as much about Mike as you can possibly yeah. learn. That's um, all right. I'll just I'll just have CTU reroute it to your line, yeah. man. That's 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 no problem. No, I got I got, <laughs> I got I got I got some I got some good firewall system going on here. I got I, I got the works. You know, don't worry about hey, it. Chloe, hey, Chloe herself from twenty four following me on Twitter, so I can hook that up, my friend. Don't worry. All right, right, right. I forgot. I forgot. You get you guys are chummy. That's right. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm yeah. jealous. All right. I'll I'll stop I'll stop uh, acting like I, I'm I'm incredibly jealous because I am. I mean, I really am. <laughs> Like I want to be friends with that whole crew and staff and all that stuff. So, um, so let's uh, let's let's shift gears a little bit here to uh, to the NFL. And uh, you know, when we usually do our power rankings on Tuesday, but we didn't have a show on Monday, so we kind of had to shuffle things up a little bit. So we'll give our power rankings here a little bit later in the show and and kind of get us set for another weekend here in the NFL. Uh, the real uh, the Super Bowl champions are back. The bye week is over, so that that's going to be fun. I think we both survived that, which is which is good. But um, and, and this is something I want to talk about. And, I, and normally I I don't necessarily because it's been such a drawn out long story for so many years now. But um, Colin Kaepernick got basically an uh, invitation, and, and this is how I I see it um, from the NFL. And and I I really take great. I've I've always kind of tried to stay out of this topic. Not not because I don't care, but because I don't feel like I'm educated enough to speak on some of the things that he's trying to stand up for. And and in that and, and in that sense, I mean, like I I just don't have the personal life experience that, and and a lot of people don't to to try to judge what he's doing and try to say what he's trying to do. And I, I think, you know, from everything I've seen from a distance, he's done nothing but um, help his community and be an outstanding citizen. Um, and it's unfortunate that the NFL has, you know, I mean, let's let's face it, they blackballed him. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's no there's no rhyme or reason for him not, at the very least, getting an opportunity. I'm not even saying sign, but just an opportunity to to show what kind of player he still is. Um, he right. will he will get that opportunity on Saturday. But again, like I said, I feel like this is just the ultimate. Like, okay, we're, we're, we'll give you this is the uh, the one o'clock. Uh, if anyone's ever watched Entourage, it's the one o'clock jay off meeting you know lunch meeting that n- no one cares about you're just given because well it's a common courtesy and uh you know he's expected to go work out in front of nfl coaches and gms well it's saturday what nfl coach or gm is gonna go away from their team the night before a game to go watch someone work out especially when workouts are generally on tuesday so yeah, I just I don't know. Th- this just whole situation rubs me the wrong way, and and I I don't think I think <clears throat> this is only just a just a facade, just a a a, a, a kind of just a show by the NFL, and and I I, I really it, it it's it's rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, and I can definitely understand where you're coming from on that. Look, I, I believe it 
in, in the same way. I think it's a pacifier, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily a facade because it is a legitimate workout. I mean, we're not, mm-hmm. you know, talking about a situation where, you know, he's going to show up and no one is going to be there. They will send representatives. There will be, you know, due diligence, but it's not going to be the same as an NFL workout that would have been taking place. Like you said, standard on a Tuesday, that's NFL protocol. Look, the fact that, and you know, I agree with you. I think it is probably prudent for the both of us to reserve, you know, comment when it comes to what you know Kaepernick has done. Simply, other than to say that I admire the man's courage tremendously. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because Absolutely. I think that to to take the stand that he's taken, and I know a lot of people are looking at it, and they're going to have things to say about you know my calling him courageous, but. It takes a lot of courage to stand up for something that you believe in. And essentially, and I hate to come back to that Nike ad, but, you know, when you're essentially risking losing everything and and it's been a very harrowing road for him. So in that vein, I'm glad to see him get a shot to work out for an NFL team, because that's something to me that has been long overdue. I think it should be more and I think he should get a more fair shake. Agreed. But at the same time, it's good to see at least him getting something. From a pure football standpoint, it is baffling to me how some of the quarterbacks in this league have jobs, not even starting jobs. I'm talking about backup jobs. Yeah. And Colin Kaepernick has been unemployed now for a few seasons. It just does not make any sense. And the only thing that will make sense is to think that the NFL is, you know, I don't want to say maybe placing pressure on teams, but they know that there's a lot of baggage that comes with signing a guy like Colin Kaepernick. Mm -hmm. And to me, I think it's a little bit disingenuous for ownership to say, or NFL owners to say, we don't want that as a part of our team. When Kaepernick on the field is, seems to be a well-liked guy throughout the community, throughout the, uh, the players association. Mm -hmm. I I really haven't heard too many players come out. If any uh, that have come out since all this happened and badmouthed Colin Kaepernick and said, he's a terrible guy. He's this, he's that. I don't want to play with him. I don't think anybody's ever said that about him, about him being a bad teammate. Mm -hmm. So you have to think that it comes to the, the directive. If it's not a, an overt directive, maybe it's one of those subliminal directives, but it's coming from the top. And, you know, it's, it's hard to imagine why he doesn't have a job right now, because I think there is at least a few teams in the league that could use his services. Mm-hmm. And, and look, you made, you made a great point. I mean, <clears throat> few and far between. No, I'm, j- I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Trying to bring some levity. I, I get, I get one, I get one every week, so I guess I use my point. <laughs> yeah, you filled your quota on a Wednesday. You yep. might want to, might want to uh, do do some extra work over the next couple of days. Uh, no, nah, that's all right. I'm going to be like George Costanza. I'm just going to throw my hands up and walk out of the Kruger meeting on that's top. It. My friend, I'm good. <laughs> that's I'm it. Out. Um, I'm no, done. just obviously trying to bring a little, little, little levity and, and humor to the situation. And, and you, again, you made a great point. The fact that he doesn't even have a backup opportunity is, is what really speaks volumes. Because, look, you know, from a football standpoint, there are several teams that just starter or backup, he's just wouldn't fit on. <clears throat> and, again, I, you know, I bring up the Patriots. Like, the, the Patriots aren't going to sign him regardless of the situation just because of right. their current quarterback situation, their backup situation and all that. And it's been like that for years. There's certain teams that just aren't in the market for it and it wouldn't be a good business decision not because of what he did but just because it just wouldn't foot, fit the football uh, uh, strategy and how to build a team uh, with that said there's plenty of other teams that that whether they're a starter or at the very least a backup he would greatly be an upgrade <laughs> and right. the fact that there's even a handful of teams where he'd be an upgrade as a starter speaks volumes because and and if he can't get one of those jobs and, the, and then and then can't get a backup job that's just to me it's just it's it's i don't know it's just unfortunate and i wish he was you know still in the league maybe i didn't feel as strongly at the time you know just because i i think personally i think the the way everything kind of unfolded when it started kind of shaped everyone's opinion and everyone's kind of ignored everything else that has happened. And, you know, the reason I kind of knocked the NFL a little bit is because, you know, according to Kaepernick himself, he requested, obviously, first the Tuesday, you know, like the normal workout day. And then he requested, uh, when they said no, he requested uh, not this Saturday, but maybe like just a week later. And they were like, no, it has to be this Saturday. So, you know, <clears throat> again, in my eyes, I, I think they're clearly just like, let's get this over with. This is going to be a good PR thing. We're like, oh, well, we gave him a workout. You know, it's not our fault that teams can't won't sign them. You know, the NFL can't force, you know, teams to sign players. It's just 
you know, it's not something that they can do. So they can always kind of pass the buck in that sense. Cause they were like, Hey, we set up the workout. We, we, we did what we had to do. So, um, yeah, absolutely. And let's talk about the white elephant in the room. The NFL is facing a possible collusion lawsuit as well. Yeah. I mean, this is something that could be down the line. I mean, we've already seen steps that are progressing in that direction. So the NFL is a lot of this is damage control as well. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, you know, like I said, I, I hope that it's at least a legitimate, you know, type of, of workout. It seems to be, a, you know, they seem to be framing it in those uh, in that context. But uh, I just wish you had the opportunity to work out from maybe some more scouts and some more decision makers that I think would have definitely been there on a Tuesday as opposed to be just being there on a Saturday before game day. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean. Why, why not let them do it on Tuesday? I just it just doesn't make sense. You know, it, it doesn't seem like it's too um, <clears throat> too nuts or anything. Like I I don't know. It just to me it does it just doesn't make sense. But anyways, anyways, we'll move on. We got twenty five minutes left, and uh, that means we are going to talk about the NFL. We <clears throat> oh, I'm starting to lose my voice a little bit here. I gotta I gotta I gotta I gotta fix that up a little bit. Um, we, 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 we did our reactions to last week's uh, last week's action. So before we, I guess we, we start talking about what's what's to come here and give our power rankings. Uh, is there anything else that that you left you uh, with an impression after this past weekend? Because I know we had to cut short some of our NFL talk yesterday. Um, I, I think we pretty much had covered it. I think that really the takeaway that I had is that on any given Sunday, anything can happen. And one loss is not necessarily catastrophic or a reason to condemn a team. Uh, when you talk about the San Francisco 49ers, the New England Patriots from a couple of weeks ago, even the New Orleans Saints, I, these teams that have lost and suffered some losses uh, will need to rebound. And I think this week is going to be a big week for those teams. How do they rebound from losses? How does San Francisco take their mm-hmm. first loss? That's a relatively inexperienced team. How do they come back? How does Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan and the guys that they have on that defense rally the San Francisco 49ers team, moving them forward? The Patriots, they have a history of being able to come back from games like that and be just fine. So we pretty much know that with Brady and Belichick at the helm, they'll come back pretty strong. Now, is that a guaranteed win on Sunday? Absolutely not. That Eagles team is stout, and they're going to have all they can handle on Sunday. But at the same time, you don't expect the Patriots to just crawl up and just you know wither because of one loss. Um, the New Orleans Saints are an interesting team, and I mentioned this yesterday. It's going to be very interesting to see how Drew Brees rallies this team and how they come out this week. If they struggle again, even if they barely squeak out a win, you're going to start to hear some chatter about Teddy Bridgewater that may extend into the offseason. So that's my takeaway. Let's see how some of the contenders that suffered losses over the past couple of weeks rebound and go toward the second half of the season. Yeah, and I mean, that, that that's a great theme, really, for this week is, is, is good teams rebounding from losses. And uh, I, I, I think there's some assumptions on, on some side. You know, there's certain teams that I think we're, we're, we're going to assume are going to perform pretty well. But like you said, the Saints, I, I really don't know. I got, I got to see, you know, I got to see what's going to happen coming out of, you know, out of this uh, really bad loss for them. I mean, again, you know, we're not going to overreact over one loss. I mean, you'll, you'll kind of see that with my power rankings coming up. But um it just it's gonna it's gonna be a tough task because it, we we've talked about it before and I've I've mentioned it before what what happens when you get closer to the end of the season and and things haven't gotten better and all of a sudden you're like well do we stick with our 40 year old soon to be 41 year old franchise quarterback who's looks like he's lost a little bit or do we go to the young former first overall pick who went five and zero with our team that is a pending free agent so uh we mentioned it before and i'm sure we're going to talk about it a whole lot more over the next several months you know as, as the situation plays out but the saints are going to have a very interesting decision to make and uh the only way it'll be made easy is if they really fall off <laughs> to, off the way here uh in, over the next right. few weeks and uh of course uh teddy bridgewater would have to come back in and uh you know kind of kind of do his thing so um let's let's uh Let's get to the power rankings because I'm I'm very interested to see this because obviously we don't share our our rankings beforehand and and you know this this was a very strange week to try to do these because there was a lot of shuffling of the top tier teams and I I think there's definitely room for debate in terms of you know who's who's where but um okay so we'll we'll start with the 
with number five, and we'll, we'll alternate here. So I'll, I'll give my fifth team, and then Mike will give his fifth team, and we'll, we'll go from there. And if you want to criticize us, like I said, feel free to tweet at us or just jump into the uh, Sportscaster chat and uh, direct all your hate mail to Mike Debate. Um, I can give you this email <laughs> and a cell phone number if you like. Just ask, and I will deliver. So my number five team, and it might come as a surprise, but it's the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I thought they really kind of, you know, maybe it's like 70% what they've done, 30% what teams around them have done in terms of winning and losing and just kind of not playing consistently. But um, the Vikings have played some pretty good football over the last few weeks. Uh, they beat some pretty good teams. I got them as my number five team. That was a very, very close addition to my power rankings as well. I did end up going at number five with the Green Bay Packers. And even though there was a situation where they nearly blew the game you know, in, uh, against uh, the Carolina Panthers, people don't want to talk about that a whole lot, but they put themselves in that position. But you got to credit the uh, their run defense stepping up, stopping the run, stopping Christian McCaffrey in a snowy field, really made for a, a fun final yes. drive to watch and uh you know like i said mike patine's defense was ranked 31st in the league at stopping the run coming into that game so they were really struggling and they needed a play to kind of step up and show the world that we can get it done on the big stage so i nearly went with the vikings on that one as well but i, I did edge out and gave the packers based on an eight and two record and that goal line stand i think that's going to help them moving forward this week and give them the confidence they need to string together some wins no, and 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 uh, the Packers would be number six on my list. So I mean, it was it was it was going back and forth between those two NFC North teams. So uh, number four team we last saw win on Monday night, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, obviously, we talked about it a bit yesterday. I mean, we're you know missed field goal away from from maybe they're out of the top five, and we're, we're we have a whole different conversation about the Seahawks. But hey, that's that's how the NFL is. You know, it's a game of, of one play here, one play there, and it completely changes narrative. So, um, but they are a good team. I, I, you know, like I said, I still think Russell Wilson is is the MVP uh, front runner. I think it's his to lose at this point, and you know, he's 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 arguably the best quarterback in the league right now. And and you can say, you know, oh, okay, Patrick Mahomes this or or Aaron Rodgers that. It's like, okay, no. He's he's playing the best out of anyone right now, and he has for most of the season. So um, he and the Seahawks are sitting pretty right there, number four. So what say you, Mike? I say exactly what you say. I have the, oh. uh, the Seattle Seahawks ranked at number four as well. And for the reasons that you described, I believe that Russell Wilson is playing at an MVP level. I believe if they awarded the award today, he gets it hands down. And I don't really think right now there's an argument that can be made for anybody else. Is that to say that that'll be the case at the end of the season when they do decide the award? Certainly not. A lot can happen between now and then. There's seven games left on the schedule for most teams. So you have to keep you know prudence in terms of what you're uh, you're you're talking about with these uh, with these MVP rankings but i think seattle proved a lot that they still have the offense that can get the job done their defense looked a little bit better uh, it's looking been looking better each week i know they you know had some uh, some sputters on monday night but they came up with stops when they needed them um, i i do i like the seahawks and i i can even see them rising maybe a little bit as the uh, the season progresses yeah, and, and, and like I said, I mean, they're, they're a team that, you know, has the experience, at least in terms of uh, their franchise and the key pieces, you know, Bobby Wagner, Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, obviously have won Super Bowls and gone to multiple Super Bowls. So um, they got that experience to build off of. And, and, and look, you know, that's a, that's a huge win against a divisional opponent who happens to have a better record than you. So that's going to go a long way. So number three, and, and uh, people might disagree, but I have the Baltimore Ravens. Um, you know, it, it, this is where it kind of got tricky for me was, uh, you know, certain teams not playing, uh, trying not to overreact. I mean, because personally, I, I feel like the um, – uh, what do you what do you got going on there, Mike? <laughs> what happened? What? No. <laughs> It's just a lot of background noise. I wasn't sure what was going on. I thought you, you were like wrapping a body up or something. <laughs> oh well, uh, yeah, you know I've uh, you know the, well uh, you know we, we won't get caught, into that. Right well, now, caught, caught, <laughs> caught red-handed. It's okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. I, I will not pass this on to uh, Robert. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I have no idea what the background noise was all about, but I really thought that's oh, it, it was a little bit. So yeah, it, it was a little it bit felt surprised. like crumpling papers. I, th- I thought maybe you were shifting things around, so I was trying to talk uh, over it, but I figured I'd, I'd point to the awkward noise. So maybe it was just me. Maybe I was the only one who could hear it, and then that would be a problem. So um, no, nah, probably not. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure with uh, the, uh, the the wonderful internet connection I have up here in Rhode Island, I'm sure it's uh, it's just as uh, it's it's just as, as foggy on everyone else's. Uh, Radar, so. Well, they're they're using all their bandwidth to uh, broadcast the uh, Rocco Baldelli uh, <laughs> celebration for Coach of the Year. So hey, the, we don't get a lot of we don't get a lot up here in Rhode Island. So you know we got to enjoy it while we can, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, anyways, back to back to what I was saying. The Baltimore Ravens. Um, There's for me the power rankings aren't, and, and this is the crazy thing about sports. And we talked about it yesterday is how fluid everyone's lists and leaders are. Like. Sometimes week to week, other times game to game, like games within the same week. So, like, we're not even talking about, you know, <laughs> you know, just you're, you're going from what did you see last. And um, I love the Baltimore Ravens in the sense that I think they're a really good team. I mean, we they, they're playing great football right now. I again, I've been very snarky the last few days about who they played. Just and, and most of that is just kind of. To, to poke fun at the people that are sitting there trying to say the Patriots weren't good because they didn't play anyone. Well, the Ravens beat up a, a bad Bengals team like they were supposed to, just like the Patriots beat up a bad Dolphins team and bad other teams. You know, it's just it's just what happens. Um, did they beat the Patriots? Yeah, sure. Yeah, the Ravens beat the Patriots. They have, You know, the Patriots still have the better record. I still think they're the best team in the AFC. And, you know, let's not forget that, you know, the Ravens have lost to the Browns and they've lost, a, you know what I mean? So it, it's not like this team is invincible. I mean, people just obviously react on what they've seen lately. And uh, to me personally, I can't, there's, I have not seen enough yet to knock the Patriots off that, uh, that number two spot, or at least put the Ravens above them. Because I think at the end of the day, despite the Ravens beating them, I still think the Patriots are a better team. So right now, number three, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, we're in agreement here, oh, and I think right. that okay. uh, we can we'll probably in agreement as to how yep. the rest of this is going to shake out as well. Yeah. But uh, I do, for the same reasons that you described. Look, the Baltimore Ravens. There's no denying this team is formidable. Uh, they're they're going to be right there in the thick of things. I still believe they are right near the top of the AFC. Um, you know, I guess you can make the argument one or two. They went head to head with the defending champions and they beat them. So Bill Parcells always said, you're, you know, only as good as your record says you are. And you're only as good as what the teams that you played. And again, they took it to a bad, (laughs) there was no way to say it, just a terrible, uh, Cincinnati Bengals team on Sunday. And they did what they were supposed to do. They beat them. They beat them soundly. I still have them as a cut below the Patriots, and the reason for that is because I just believe that the Patriots are a more complete team, mm-hmm. and that's going to anger some Ravens fans. I know that. They're going to look at that and go, oh, we beat you. Well, you know, let's see what happens in January. That's all I'm going to say yeah. on that one, but ultimately, uh, I do believe that uh, the Ravens are impressive, both on offense. Their defense is improving each week. They're getting guys healthy which is exactly what a team like Baltimore needs. When you struggled on defense and you're starting to get some of the pieces back that they've been missing in the secondary, that's huge. And that's something that's going to help them moving forward. And we know offensively they're a very dangerous club. Yeah, and, and look, it, it's becoming quite clear that they are that second-best team in the AFC. I mean, heading into the offseason, all the talk was about the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, the Chiefs aren't, you know, they kind of – just seem like the Chiefs of old, you know, a, a flashy team at times who, you know, whatever, who, who who's scared of the Chiefs in the playoffs? You know, no one really is at this point. But, um, no, the Ravens look like the second-best team in the AFC. It looks like, you know, if, if we're lucky, we're going to get another one of these, uh, hopefully in, in Boxborough. And it looks like, you know, based on their record, and you, you said it best, you are what your record is. Well, the Patriots' record says they're the best team not only in the AFC but uh, tied for the best team in the in the in the whole entire league so let's not overreact let's not you know the Patriots loss coming in a bye week just gives two uh, two weeks for people to just stew over and and build up this loss to make it seem like it was the worst loss in the history of the NFL when react and when in reality it was the first time that they had lost in 323 days so um, yes so let's not overreact and and with that obviously uh my number two team is the New England Patriots uh I had them at three last week, but everyone kind of moved up a bit because the Saints just <laughs> kind of, you know, the Saints, I don't know, the Saints were just, uh, they 
they really disappointed this week. So they, 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 they took the biggest loss for me. But the Patriots at number two, um, I, I was thinking we might disagree on number three, but I'm assuming we're going to we're going to share the same top two. Yeah, uh, the New England Patriots are my number two team in the league this week. And uh, again, I had them ranked third. Uh, New Orleans dropped. If you notice, I've ranked New Orleans as high as number two at times yeah. uh, in some of our power rankings. So it goes to show you just how and we talk about reactionary and we talk about that. I did buy into it this week, mm-hmm. but you have to give credit where credit is due to the teams that I think took a leapfrog and stepped up, especially the Ravens, the Seahawks, um, even the Packers. And you mentioned the Minnesota Vikings, and I think they belong in the conversation as well. So with the Patriots, yes, I still believe it. Eight and one, that defense is still very good. I think a lot of people are trying to um, lessen what they've been able to do through the first seven games that they played, the first eight games that they played. They still put up historic numbers um, on defense. That secondary and the linebacking crew is still probably, I think, the most formidable and the most complete in the league until someone unseats them and they start to show some bloom coming off the rose. I'm still going to go with the New England Patriots. So they are my second best team this week on the uh, on the power rankings. Yeah, and 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 again, it's it's you know I I I will tend to overreact or at least react a little bit more definitively um, when there's when there's a uh, a material change in the situation. So <clears throat> with the Saints, and this is something you would never expect. There's been a material change with the situation, and that is the change in the quarterback. Now, I'm not saying Drew Brees is the reason, but but they were 5-0 and with Teddy Bridgewater, and they were playing better football around Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. That does raise a little bit of concern. And again, this wouldn't be the case if this was Drew Brees from five, six years ago because you're just, okay, he's going he's gonna to be fine. Just give him a little, a couple few weeks to kind of get it together. I don't know if he's going to be fine. I don't know if he's going to ever be, you know, Drew Brees uh, from, you know, you know, in his prime anymore. So that's where I that's where I kind of really pause when it comes to the Saints. And that's why I overreacted with in, in, on the flip side, the Patriots, nothing, nothing material has changed. They're the same team. So they go out and lose a game to Baltimore on the road, you know, uh, in prime time. Yeah, it sucks. But. I, it, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't change things for me. It's not like they lost anyone or, you know, uh, Brady went down or this player went down. No, it's just sometimes you lose. And, and you know, sometimes you hit a team that just is playing really good football right now and, and, and you lose. And, and to me, the Patriots, that doesn't that doesn't uh, bother me when it comes to that. But when it comes to the Saints, I am, you know, there, there there's a lot of things that are much more concerning to me when it comes to the Saints. And that's why I think they they dropped quite a bit when it when it came to uh this past week in terms of the power ranking so and you know with that point i lead into my number one team and that's the san francisco 49ers and uh for the same reasons i just stated that i don't want to overreact like i'm I'm not overreacting to this i mean this is a team that was a was a bad field goal away from you know winning this game and staying undefeated on top of that they did this without george kittle and emmanuel sanders for a bulk of the game now you know, look, Jimmy Garoppolo kind of needs those players. I think if they're going to do anything long term, or at least go deep in the playoff run, he does need the the help around him. Um, but they still performed well, well enough to win a game against a division rival, against a very good team, against you know the number four team in this power rankings. Uh, you know, on Monday Night Football, and with with pressure and the spotlight on them, so. Um, again, anyone overreacting or saying like, oh, the 49ers are exposed or, or the Patriots are exposed, it's just foolish and uh, it's, it's far too uh, quick to jump a ship on those teams. So 49ers, numero uno. Yeah, and I agree. And for the same reasons, again, that you said, 49ers to put together a very you know impressive uh, matchup against the Seattle Seahawks. Field goal goes through. All of a sudden, we're talking about a completely different narrative here, and we're not talking about a team that's eight and one. We're talking about a team that's still undefeated. And now you're thinking of the possibilities of them being able to make it, you know, even further. So I think there's a lot to 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 digest when it comes to the 49ers. You mentioned Emmanuel Sanders, George Kittle. They definitely need those guys healthy for the stretch run, without question. That defense, to me, is still the best defense in the NFC. I think they're going to, uh, you know 
be able to keep them in any game that they play. And because of that, I like the fact that you're seeing more maturity from Jimmy Garoppolo each week. True, he made a lot of mistakes on Monday night, but he did make some throws. He did have some egregious drops too. You know, yeah. Let's let's, let's think, be honest if we're looking at it. Nine. Yeah, exactly. So he did have some egregious drops on that game too. So right now, I still see the 49ers as the class of the NFL uh, right now in terms of what they're able to do on both sides of the ball. But Stay tuned, folks. Keep a sharp eye. It's always interesting when it comes to power rankings, and you never know. We may have a first-timer in the group next week when Ian and I do this again. Oh, man. Do you know something we don't, Mike? You got a little I, I, I have No, I have no inside information. That is simply my gut talking. But, you know, there are always teams out there that can make the emergence. You have the Minnesota Vikings in the, in the, the, uh, the, uh, the top five power rankings this week. Who knows? They may leapfrog and they may be in mine next week. And Ooh. you may have them ranked higher. There's just there's no exact science to power rankings there. We, it is reactionary. Uh, I think this is a little bit more understandable reactionary than the uh, than the MVP race. But um, they're always fun to do. And, and people seem to like them. So, you know, we'll do them as long yeah. as you like them, folks. Well, I, I see. <laughs> I was kind of assuming that maybe you're getting a little little inside uh inside information from some of your countrymen I'm, I'm i'm not saying i'm not stereotyping just saying like maybe maybe you're being fed a little uh little insider information that uh you know people that you know uh it's, it's a harmless vice but you know it's a dirty business <laughs> <laughs> exactly so now uh, you know, it's a dirty business <laughs> now you know why i had my suspicion so um <laughs> No, it, it's it's uh, like I said, it, it's fun. I mean, we week to week we're gonna do these, and we're gonna be probably very wrong. And at the end of the year, it, it really doesn't matter who we had at week ten as our number three team. <laughs> I mean, it really doesn't. But we have to fill time somehow, and it, it does create some discussion because you know, basically, what these power rankings do is is frame an argument and frame a discussion because now we can discuss right. and say, okay, these are the teams that we think are playing the best right now, and what are they got to do, and 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 I think. You know, the theme, like you, you, you so so greatly put it for some of these teams, especially the 49ers and the Patriots, are how do you respond after your first loss? And, you know, I think they're both going to do quite well. Now, the Patriots have the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the Super Bowl 52 rematch coming up. And, uh, you know, trust me, the Eagles are treating this like a Super Bowl. I, I can guarantee you that. So that'll be an interesting matchup. And then um, I believe the 49ers are going to play the Arizona Cardinals. You see that? I Arizona Cardinals, I, yeah. I drew that. Yeah, another divisional matchup. Some time. Yep. <laughs> I didn't quite know it, so <laughs> I, had to, I had to make sure that I didn't leave any dead air while I searched for the... Uh, now nah, you covered it very yeah, well. Well, I leave course. enough dead air for everybody for the, you know, these, these, you know, cut in no, and like, outs. And, like literally you know. dead air. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. You, yeah. just, you just leave. <laughs> Vamoose, gone. And one of these days, you're just going to wake up in the Hudson River in a sack. <laughs> That's right. Yep. That's right. But um, no, look, we're we're we're, getting, we're winding down here in the last couple minutes of the show. Um, tomorrow we obviously have uh, tomorrow night's Cleveland and Pittsburgh, the surprising Pittsburgh Steelers. I think uh, we we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Yeah, I don't think anyone expected this team to be five and four at this point in the season, especially after how the season started. Um, hats off to the Steelers for getting their season back on track and and really being in the playoff fun. I mean. Really, I I did not expect this. I, I thought this was was going to be a, a – I mean, the Steelers have always been kind of the strange franchise. When you think they're going to be great, they go 8-8. Eight and eight. And when you think they're going to be 8-8, eight and eight, they somehow uh, get out to 11-5 uh, or 12-4. and four. I don't know. It's just it, – the Steelers are the strangest organization, I think, um, <laughs> that I've ever uh, followed closely. So – um, it'll it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, but uh, Cleveland once again has a big game to w- they have to win, and uh, even though they won this past week, it's it's going to be tough coming uh, coming on a short week to go play a division rival. So uh, we have that coming up tomorrow. We're going to break that down. I'm sure we're going to give our predictions. Uh, we're going to have a lot of a lot more fun stuff to talk about tomorrow. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited for the last couple of days of the show, or at least for the week. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. And we got a big week in the NFL coming up. Like you said, tomorrow night's game is definitely going to be a big one. So stay tuned. And as always, we always keep a sharp eye on all of the news and all of the major sports and uh, even some things that, uh, you know, we find amusing. So uh, you never know what tidbits we're going to drop here on FBC Radio Live. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's always an adventure. It's always a surprise. It's always a lot of fun. So um, be sure, like I said, tune in tomorrow. We start again bright and early at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
we have uh, both the show on Full Press Radio, and you can follow that on Twitter. It's at F, uh, Full. Yeah, sorry, at Full Press Radio. You can follow the show. It's at FPC Radio Live, and um, of course, follow Full Press Coverage. It's fullpresscoverage.com. You can find all the stuff there. So we will be back. We will be back on Sportscaster uh, on video tomorrow. Hopefully, hopefully. Knock on wood, we're going to have Mike on here, and I'm not going to Yes, the big reveal here. and debut, that's right. Yes, yes. And, uh, it's gonna, <laughs> Otherwise, it's gonna... Ian's going to start putting this space for rent in the area where you see my photo right now, folks. So. <laughs> I, I, I already have space for rent on his head. We're going to have to space for rent his entire uh, section of the screen after this. So That's right. Um, yep. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And, again, it takes the attention away from my face, which, uh, again, I, I, I look tired and exhausted so and it's true i am so but thank you very much <laughs> folks uh we we will look forward to being back tomorrow 8 a.m we're going to talk some great sports headlines uh preview thursday night football and uh go from there so folks uh enjoy your your afternoon enjoy hump day go uh go do all the things that you'd love to do on a wednesday and first and foremost follow us on twitter i'm at iglen31 he's at m-d-a-b-a-t-e-f-p-c um, follow us, tweet us, uh, interact with us. We have a lot of fun. So, folks, have a great day, and we will see you all tomorrow. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.